Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to It's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about Tisha's day in court. That happened on Wednesday, March the 11th. I'm also going to talk a little bit about how Al filed for divorce, and also a beautiful Ganon tribute, and a few other things. But before I get started, if you want to be part of the It's a Crime community and see more of my videos, please click that subscribe button and hit that notification bell so you could be notified of my next upcoming videos. There is going to be a lot of them. Also, like this video if you support it and share it out where you can. With that being said, let's get into it. So here's what went down in court. The judge opened with saying it's the digital age, but if anybody is getting caught with recording, audio, video, or anything like that, that they're gonna be booted from the room. Then they talked about there being over 107 search warrants and Senior Deputy District Attorney Michael Allen said that there is possibly more than 107, but as of last week, that's what the count was at. And these are from mostly Colorado with a little bit being from South Carolina. And then the judge spoke and he talked about the affidavit to be released to the defense. And the defense says, well, we would like them emailed. And then they said, yeah, okay, that's no problem. So the next court date is going to be set for Tuesday, April 14th at 3 p.m. and Tisha will be attending. They were talking about the discovery being over 1,000 pages and the judge said that there needs to be some serious redactions because there's date of births on there and all kinds of data. And Michael Allen talked about how there's going to be a separate section for the warrants. The judge also went on to talk about no expanded media coverage of pretrial hearings in criminal cases except in advisements and arraignments. And he talked about April 14th and there's no expanded media coverage allowed due to rule. He also mentioned that it would be helpful if they don't file motions for it will be rejected and cannot be granted by rule. That's the gist of what happened in the courtroom. Now, here are some of my observations. Tisha cowered the whole time, and she stayed covered the whole time, with a tiny bit of exceptions, and I'll show you a little bit of the clips. But for the first time, we see Tisha in a little bit of a different demeanor. And it's almost, and I I do stress almost, it's almost like, Oh crap, I'm not gonna get away with this. Now let's talk about her lime outfit of the day. I saw a post by Ashley Franco, who is a reporter for KKTV, and she was talking to the sheriff's office and got confirmation about this lime outfit. She does note in her post that 
They won't specifically talk about what classification Letitia actually is under, but gives what it means in general terms. And I'm gonna read this for you. This is called a transition jumpsuit and is designed to provide quick identification so staff may provide an extra layer of observation over them. When an inmate who is in custody is cleared by mental health from suicide precautions, they are dressed into this jumpsuit for easy identification of the status. The use of the lime green jumpsuit is a safety measure to ensure staff is aware that this inmate has a recent self-harming history and should be monitored and observed a little more closely. Inmates who are on transition, transitioning from a thick green or tan safety smock to a jumpsuit. When they are placed in lime green jumpsuit, they will typically get rehoused in a specific ward pending further review by mental health. However, we will also dress inmates who are on safety precautions from their normal attire of a thick green or tan smock into a lime green jumpsuit for their court appearance in an effort to help protect their privacy of their current mental health status. Once they return from court, they are then placed back into their original safety smock. And I will link to this post below in the description. Now, a few other things about her behavior. Because she was being hidden beside her by a woman, she was moving back and forth, correlating to where she was moving. And you can see her look down. You can even see her look to the side, what looks like she's looking at Al. I'm not sure. But more importantly, she was chatting when the judge was chatting and also anybody else. And I understand she's being talked to, but I find this incredibly rude, incredibly disrespectful, not that she has respect, but incredibly disrespectful. You'd think that you need to shut your mouth while you are in court and the judge is speaking. I saw this in the Lori Vallow Daybell case as well. I just find it incredibly disrespectful. Now, as for the courtroom, I did notice Brandon Thompson in there. He was the reporter that gave the interview to Tisha way back in the beginning on the Thursday after that Gannon left. And if you're curious about some of the interview videos that I did, I will link them right here. Now, Al and Landon were of course in the courtroom and they were both seen looking over at Tisha and giving her the stare down, which rightly so. And they held themselves so incredibly well that you could see that Gannon was giving them strength. I'm sure of it. Now, also in the courtroom, you see a lot of people in blue. They were wearing to support Gannon and the family. And one thing I did notice too was the guard and he was on it. He was staring her down like no tomorrow and making sure there's nothing funny going on. So kudos to him. Now, after court was over, the district attorney, Michael Allen, was giving media an interview and he talked about the charges against Letitia. He said that first degree murder was a potential of life in prison without parole. He talked about the child abuse resulting in death and he said it was anywhere from 16 to 48 years with five years for parole. And then he talked about the affidavit being sealed and then being unsealed. And I'm gonna read you his exact Quote, he said, we feel like we've got the person we felt was responsible for the crime, so our issues on the investigative side have expired. The reporters were also asking him about it, how difficult it is to prosecute without a body, and he said really any murder is hard to prosecute, and every case has its difficulties, but he says, I think we have plenty of evidence to go forward. 
So I thought that was interesting sentence. He did touch upon the death penalty a little bit, and as you may or may not know, legislation has passed a bill to repeal the death penalty, and that's as of July 1st, 2020, and he talked about evaluating this. Now, one thing I do want to read out is the document from Daniel H. May, who's the district attorney, and it says this. Daniel H. May, District Attorney for the 4th Judicial District of the State of Colorado, in the name and by the authority of the people of the State of Colorado, informs the court of the following offenses committed or triable in the County of El Paso. Count 1, murder in the first degree. On or about January 27, 2020, Letitia Stoke unlawfully, feloniously, and knowingly caused the death of Gannon Stouk, a child who had not yet attained 12 years of age, and the defendant was in a position of trust with respect to the victim. Count 2. Child abuse resulting in death. On or about January 27, 2020, Letitia Stouk unlawfully, feloniously, knowingly, or recklessly caused an injury to or permitted to be unreasonably placed in a situation that posed a threat of injury to the life or health of a child, namely Gannon Stoke, and engaged in a continued pattern of conduct that resulted in cruel punishment or mistreatment that resulted in the death of a child. Count 3. Tampering with a deceased human body. On or about January 27, 2020, Letitia Stoke, believing that an official proceeding was pending, in progress, or about to be instituted, and acting without legal right or authority, unlawfully and feloniously, willfully destroyed, mutilated, concealed, removed, or altered a human body, part of a human body, or human remains, with intent to repair its or their appearance, or availability in the official pre proceedings, Count 4, tampering with physical evidence. On or about January 27, 2020, Letitia Stoke, believing that an official proceeding was pending or about to be instituted and acting without legal right or authority, unlawfully and feloniously destroyed, mutilated, concealed, removed, or altered physical evidence with intent to impair its verity or availability in the pending or prospective official proceeding. All offenses against the peace and dignity of the people of the state of Colorado. Daniel H. May, District Attorney. I think we need a moment. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Now Al has filed for divorce and that is going to be on March 17th. Now there was a beautiful tribute to Ganon in the form of a memorial cruise. And it is amazing how the people of Colorado Springs and area have come together in support of Gannon and his family. I saw people of all ages, people from the military, 
bikers, you name it, to come and show their support. And the biker group that was there is called Bikers Against Child Abuse. And one of the members, his name is James Williams, said this. He said, I totally support this cause because if it was the other way around, like if it was one of my nieces or nephew, I would want the same kind of respect. And there were balloons and people had fly high on their vehicles and it was amazing and hundreds of people gathered and they started at the Dutch Brothers near Academy and Austin Bluffs and headed to Lorson Ranch and they wore blue in honor of G-Man. Al and Lena were also there and people wanted to show Gannon's family that they aren't alone in this fight for justice. And in another post, I saw that Landon got a tattoo and it was a heart for Gannon with blue in it. Let's have a chit chat below and talk about this crazy mess. Don't forget to subscribe, don't forget to like, and don't forget to share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.